Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. You're listening to Room 104. You can get in touch at any moment in time if you want on our WhatsApp for free, 087-6797-104. The person we are going to be talking to next, I don't know if they run the most amazing place in the world or some people might find this really terrifying because I think you might find this really terrifying. This would be hell on earth for me. I actually think, I think I love this. I think this would be one of the coolest places in the world. I've seen people who've been in it and I'm really, really excited to talk to the owner of this place, but I think you'd hate it. I love talking to anyone from my cat to strangers on the street hate my own company absolutely hate it <laughs> so imagine being stuck in a really quiet room on your own yeah and not just any quiet room this person runs the quietest place in the world Mr. Steve Orfield how are you sir? excellent how about yourself? Oh, good I've seen so many people on you know on YouTube channels and videos and documentaries going to this room this lab that you have but for somebody who has no idea of the quietest place in the world can you describe exactly what it is? yes uh, the room is part of a federally accredited acoustical lab and it Acoustical labs have two kinds of rooms. They have a very dead room and a very live set of rooms. And the live rooms are called reverberation chambers, and the extremely dead rooms are called anechoic chambers. So in the United States, our anechoic chamber is the only accredited one in a public laboratory. So if you want to go to an anechoic chamber in the United States, this is the only place you can go because all the others are in private corporate use. And what an anechoic chamber is, is it's a, a room that's close to 100% sound absorbent in the frequencies in which we're measuring. So our anechoic chamber is rated from 100 hertz in the low end to 20,000 hertz on the high end. And within that frequency range, we have to prove to the federal government that its absorption is near perfect. Why do you want to even create this kind kind of a room? Well, the room is used typically for standardized testing. So, for example, we do lots of testing for the medical products field, people like Medtronic and others. And they have uh, medical systems that are used in patient rooms, that are used in operating rooms and other things. And they want them uh, to be two things. They want them to be quiet and they want them to be not at all annoying or distracting. And so the first of those things is, is noise silencing and the second of those things is sound quality work, which we do a lot of. So I've seen a few people who have gone uh, into the room itself and the room is, you know, you can imagine a soundproof room but there is triangular jutty out foam sound absorbing foam yeah, in the yeah. walls and stuff. So it, it looks a little bit, uh, it can look a little bit intimidating. It looks like 
It reminds me a bit of... claustrophobic. Uh, it could be a little bit claustrophobic. It's on the floor as well. And obviously, they're there to break up any of the reflections or the echoes or anything like that. What is it like for somebody standing in the middle of the one of the quietest rooms on the planet? Well, it depends on how long you're in there. So the, the room is lined with wedges. The wedges are made of fiberglass. And then they are covered with a, a net of metal so that the, the, they aren't damaged. Uh, the floor is a is a wire floor. It's an airplane cable floor. And underneath the floor are additional wedges. So you can have an anechoic chamber that's a full chamber and has an absorbent floor or that's a hemi-anechoic chamber that doesn't. When a person stands in the middle of our chamber, as they spend time in there, as they spend a half an hour or 40 minutes in there, they begin to get much more sensitive hearing. So their hearing goes through adaptation and it becomes more sensitive because there's less noise. It used to be thought that hearing had a fixed threshold and no matter where you were, that, that was true. But now now we know that hearing is plastic. The quieter the space you're in, the more acute your hearing becomes. And so as you're in there for just a few minutes, you can normally hear the noises your ears make, like whooshing sounds or buzzing sounds or the sounds known as tinnitus, the kind of ringing mm. sounds in the higher frequencies. And those are called auto-emissive noises. Those are noises your ears make when they're in too much silence. And the older you are, the more likely they'll make them. The other thing you, you begin to hear at somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes is you begin to hear your heartbeat. <laughs> and you begin to hear you begin to hear the, the scraping of your, of your joints as they move in your knees and in your elbows. And so... <laughs> wow! No, I'd hate that so much. And this then, is making me anxious. <laughs> <laughs> when a reporter comes to do a piece in our chamber, for example, um, CBS Morning was here for, for a show, NBC Today Show is here for a show, BBC has visited uh, Canadian Broadcasting and visited hundreds and hundreds of reporters. And if we if we are doing a broadcast show with a reporter where we want to do that show, we actually ask the reporter to sit in the chamber in the dark for 45 minutes so that before they report on silence, they know what it is. In complete blackness, there's no light at all, just sitting in darkness and complete silence. Well, that's right. That's right. Because if you get the lights on in the chamber, then you're much more oriented because you can see where you are and whatever. If the light's off, then your two main senses have been blanked out and you become disoriented. But that's really funny that you say to experience what a quiet room is because, you know, if we went to a quiet room, it could be a room where the birds are chirping outside mm. or you can hear ticking of a clock, you know, yeah. so it's not actually... But the buzz of the lights even, you quiet, know what I mean? Yeah. You can hear the, the fluorescent lights and tubes going. Do you start hallucinating after a while then? Well, everyone um, moves into hallucinations when their senses are deprived. And so after a given period of time in the dark, you'll you'll start to see, you know, colors moving across your visual system, which, which will be your visual cortex creating a signal because there isn't any signal. You'll start to hear more sounds that are sounds that are created by your auditory system because your auditory system is deprived of sounds. NASA uses these chambers and they use them to train astronauts. So they take astronauts, put them in spacesuits, and they float them in saltwater tanks within these kinds of chambers. And they wait until they go into hallucinations and they evaluate that because in that kind of a condition, much like in space, you are going to have hallucinations. And the question is, can you continue to operate through your hallucinations? In other words, can you push them aside and, and accept them for what they are and move on and do your work? And most people cannot. <laughs> I was just going to say, does it take great brain power to, to be able to do that? Because I know I would get so freaked out that I'd have to get out of the room immediately. I think it's a, 
in, in some way, it's the opposite. It's that if you're an introspective person and you wonder about a lot of things, an anechoic chamber may bother you. If you're just a happy-go-lucky person and you and you don't think too much about too much, then it doesn't bother you uh, very much at all. And that's why when, when we pick people to become astronauts or we pick people to become submariners, we have to pick people who are not normal. Oh. We have to pick people who are not overcome by claustrophobia, for example. If you're a submariner, you have to be kind of a person who can sleep in a bunk with somebody six inches above you and you can be perfectly happy not seeing daylight for six months at a time. So what are the reactions of some people, like the range reactions of some people who've come out of that 45 minutes in complete silence and complete darkness? Like, uh, what, have they, what have they told you about their experience? Well, they, they, you know, their eyes are dilated and they're sort of in wonder about their experience. In other words, they, they explain that it's an amazing experience and that they started out listening for sounds and they ended up listening to themselves. And so some of them find it interesting, some of them find it curious, and some of them don't like it at all. I mean, we had one Italian reporter for the Italian Rolling Stone who came into our chamber and was going to spend 45 minutes in the dark. And, and from the time we closed the door, in less than 10 seconds, he was out. <laughs> 10 seconds? He <laughs> was like, no, nah, yeah. you're all right. See you later. Bye-bye now. That will be yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. No, because we, we, we explain to people, we, first of all, we don't lock, we don't latch the door when people are inside there because we don't want them to have trouble getting out. And if they hollered, we'd never hear them. So we make sure that... <laughs> yeah, imagine that. We make Let sure me that they have a cell phone where they... Oh, no, that's uh, horrible. We make sure they have a cell phone so they can turn on a light. We make sure they know how, how to push the door so the door opens and then and then to push the outer door because there's two doors to get in a, in a chamber. So we make sure there's a way to escape. And we've had... It, when, when, when we have tours, we do tours from people from around the world on a fairly constant basis. And we have some people who walk into the chamber and before we even get the group in the chamber, they walk right back out and say, I don't think I'm going to stay in there. Oh, Is it really no. warm as well? Because there's no windows or anything. No, I know. It's, 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 it's got its own heating and cooling system, uh, much like the, the whole acoustic lab does. And you can tune it for each room. So it's, no, it's not bad. It, it has air moving in and out of it most of the time, just like any other room. Would that not make noise, though? No, no. We designed a special HVAC system so that the system has extremely smooth airflow and all the ductwork is is fiberglass lined and the unit that heats and cools the laboratories is in a separate room outside the laboratories. Okay. Is there an upper limit of how long somebody should or can spend in that dark room? I don't know that because we haven't gone through that challenge. We tried to get Guinness to support a sort of a contest to see how long people could stay, but Guinness uh, frowned on that because they thought it might be causing harm to some people. We've actually started something which we call the Orfield Challenge, which is just simply sponsored by us, and it, it and it gives people an opportunity to, to stay in for hours at a time if they want, as long as they're willing to pay for it. I mean, the Anacoke Chamber, when we use it for business purposes, has a minimum cost of $5,000 a day. And, and so, yeah, and this, it's a million-dollar chamber, and it's and we're testing with millions of dollars for the test gear, and so it's it's Price. like an operating room. It's, it's an extremely high-level investment. And so people have an opportunity to stay in there for multiple hours at a cost of about $600 an hour. So what's the longest someone and has stayed? The longest someone has stayed so far is an hour. But we just start, we just started this and we just put it on our, our website. And, and so we expect we'll, we'll get some really interesting cases. Mm. And we get emails from all over the world on a constant basis. And we, for example, we got a number of them from middle of Europe where uh, I think maybe Czechoslovakia where some guy had sent us a note and he said, I'm absolutely certain I can break your record because he read the Daily Mail and he thought there was a record, which there isn't. And he said, if you send me a visa 
in an airplane ticket. <laughs> He'll and do it. Money, and some money to go shopping. I'll come over and, and break your record. And just speaking of the guy who did an hour, or the guy or girl, I don't know who it was, how did they feel when they came out? Were they were they kind of shook or were they okay? No, uh, they, this person actually liked it. And how did they know they did an hour? As in, did they have a watching with them or a phone? And is that kind of allowed? We, well, we, we, time, we time them. Uh, you know, when you're in the anechoic chamber, we don't want you to be seeing anything and we don't want you to be hearing anything. So we had one reporter who went in the anechoic chamber and dictated her story while she was in the anechoic chamber. And she came out and she said, well, you know, I really never heard my heart and whatever. And I said, what were you doing in there? And she says, I was dictating my story. And I said, well, the fact that you were dictating your story means that your ears weren't getting more sensitive and you missed the whole experience. I can see a massive benefit in like, it seems like a shut off chamber. You know, we're on our phones 24-7 and there's constant stimulus 24-7. I imagine the hardest thing for some people is to go in and do absolutely nothing, see nothing and hear nothing for like even 10 minutes. It's kind of like, oh God. I wonder, would you fall asleep easier? Some people have fallen asleep in the chamber. It's a, you know, it's a peaceful, if you don't have, uh, if you don't have uh, much artifact of loud noises in your ears, if you don't have tinnitus, you don't have other things you, you hear and you're, and you're not noticing your body too loud. Some people find it very settling. I mean, it's much like being in the womb because you're hearing your heartbeat. That's what you heard before you were born. I've come accustomed you know, to city life. I, yeah. I couldn't sleep in silence. If there was no cars, you know, <laughs> driving by or people shouting outside, I can't sleep. God, Steve, you could nearly run some sort of cult and give people yeah. a rebirth. You'd leave them in there for an hour and bring them out and go, you've been reborn oh. again into the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, we've had some very interesting cases. When we have the news media come in to do a major story, we never let them determine their story. We actually work out a story with them. I got an email from a sailor on a aircraft carrier in the Middle East, and he's an American sailor who, who, who said, uh, Mr. Airfield, I've been on this aircraft carrier one level below the flight deck for six months, and when I go home and I'm on leave, I continue to hear planes taking off and landing constantly. And he said, how much money would it cost me to come and sit in your chamber? And so I called NBC, and I said, I think we have an interesting story here. And <laughs> yeah. so we brought him, and he flew here. I, you know, he paid for his own flight, but we said there'll be no cost for this as long as you be part of an interview. And he sat in the chamber for one hour. And when the reporter came in, who'd also sat in the chamber for 45 minutes before that, uh, when the reporter opened the door and came in and talked to him, he says, so, so how are you feeling? And he says, I'm very disoriented. He said, but but the planes are gone. Oh, uh, wow. So, during, so it did during work. The, during the one hour, he, his, his brain was reset. We had another guy who, when we were giving away a few tours to support the raising of funds for a documentary film called In Pursuit of Silence, which went all over the world, including Great Britain, to record people talking about silence. One of the people who, who won visit to our place, absolutely intrigued by his half an hour in the chamber, he wanted to come and talk to me, and he came and talked to me and he started explaining how he felt really good and it was apparent to me that he was autistic because we study perceptual and cognitive disabilities and I said I said are you on the spectrum and he said yes I am and I said so so how, how are you feeling now he said my brain hasn't felt so good in, in years wow so a half an hour experience in the anechoic chamber somehow uncomplicated his brain in a way that was remarkable to him. But one of the things we're trying to do is we're trying to, to talk with the Veterans Administration of the U.S. government about uh, bringing in uh, soldiers who have PTSD mm. and giving them one-hour therapeutic sessions in the anechoic chamber to see if we could help to reset the the startle sensitivity that they have. That'd be interesting. So fascinating. Yeah, wow. It's, it's, yeah. it's mad how many applications you've found from silence. Yeah, because <laughs> we just don't live in silence. Well, no one does. No, everyone thinks they do. 
and everyone thinks that silence doesn't include them, but silence includes them at an incredible level. And people who aren't comfortable hearing their bodies function are not comfortable in, in silence. Uh, doctors prescribe something called forest bathing, where when, when a Japanese worker, male or female, is oversensitized and highly stressed, they prescribe spending an hour or two in the, in the woods just walking around for you know, a couple times a, a week. And that's considered a formal therapy. But when they're out in the woods, they're, they're gently hearing lots of things. They're gently seeing lots of things. It's low-level stimulus, which we seem to like a lot. And it's low-level stimulus in all the areas of human sensation, which we like a lot. But it's nowhere near the kind of silence you'd have in a chamber. No, I, I can't imagine. Um, Steve, this has been a fascinating conversation. If somebody maybe is, is heading over that neck of the woods in the next while, uh, what's the, the, your website that people can have a look at the, the chamber and see, get a little bit more info on it? Yeah, it's orfieldlabs.com. So it's O-R-F-I-E-L-D labs, L-A-B-S dot com. Well, lovely. Well, we, we will um, share that out this evening from FM and Force channels as well because I, I would absolutely love to go over and try it. So if I'm ever over in that neck of the woods, I'll be uh, stopping by for a tour. But You're on Steve, your own. Uh, I'm on my own. So she won't be joining us, no unfortunately. Way. But uh, Steve Orfield <laughs> from Orfield Labs. Thanks a million for speaking to us this evening. Delighted. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.